Okay, Magic Academy live in Singapore on the Flight of the Concords World Tour 2019. Uh, apparently I've discovered them 10 years too late, Jamie <laughs> says. When did you discover them? About 10 years ago, mate, when they first were yeah, big. Sad times. Um, yeah, so we just finished up, uh, uh, had a good day yesterday out with Jamie. Um, well, do you want to tell us how you ended up on this sofa with us in, Sing- in, in Malaysia? Uh, yeah, so I've just moved out to Malaysia in August, um, came out in uh, May, had a recce, checked out the um, auditorium that we were um, at, one of the, at one of the places at the, um, at the college and thought this is an ideal place to get some coaching going on out here and that started planting the seed, came back to the UK, uh, took the job and thought... Um, as, a, as, a, as an arm on what we're trying to do out here, we're pretty cool to set up some sort of coaching conference out here. And uh, the, the dream was born, and, and we got the Magic Academy out here. And you still got a job? And we still got a job. Well, that's still up for uh, discussion. <laughs> I've got a meeting with the headmaster uh, after your slideshow. Um, yeah, that was awkward. But um, no, it was really good, mate. I'm and how did you? I mean, what? Um, how did you end up in, in coaching? Obviously, played a, a little yeah, bit. Um, Played a little bit, spent most of my career injured, um, um, and got into coaching. Really enjoyed it. Probably frustrations of playing uh, and environments I was in. Um, uh, kind of fell into it a little bit. I kind of had to as well with the kids. We're trying to get kids into a decent school, and it kind of all worked into it worked out quite nicely. I was quite lucky, um, and then got quite passionate about it, and did a bit more studying into it, and a bit more research, and tried to get in as many environments as possible. Um, and then made the decision that I wanted to go abroad from a family perspective, uh, that was a driver. Um, but also now I'm out here, pretty excited about where we can take some of the sports uh, in general, not just rugby. And what's best stuff? What's the stuff you're thinking on? <coughs> I'm pretty excited I came out here because of Because of things. the travel opportunities are insane. Um, just opening up opportunities. Um, for me, I'm pretty awful at geography, so I'm starting to learn a bit more about geography, <laughs> a bit more about the world, where, where countries actually are, um, and just some some places and scuba diving and stuff like that, and trying to get into all that sort of stuff and do a bit more living instead of moaning, which is what, what uh, a fair bit goes on in the UK, um, and see a bit more time with kids. But also, work-wise, um, very lucky that the you know facilities we've got are, are outstanding, and uh, um, yeah, so you got the youngest staff I've ever met. And enthusiastic. Yeah, they were ridiculous. So, I mean, what was the name of the guy? Uh, uh, who was? Who was? Is it Duncan? Top trainer. Duncan. Top trainer. Duncan. Top trainer. Duncan. Top trainer. Duncan Ogilvy, yeah, absolute legend. Uh, triathlon, head of triathlon. Um, but to be fair, they all are. They're all outstanding. Like staff sport, staff hockey on a Monday night gets like twenty-five staff, twenty-two staff out, which is just insane. You know, you try and do the same thing in the UK, and you get about four. Yeah, I was impressed yesterday <laughs> with just the number of staff and how they engaged and stuff and. What were your favourite bits? Uh, Fletcher's just sat down next to you. What are your favourite John Fletcher moments from yesterday? Um, one I've not come across before was the Panda, Panda, Panda. Yeah, big fan yeah, of that. Yeah. Big fan of the peer, you know, just reflecting on what, what other behaviours other people are doing. So that really was cool. uh, uh, Big Fella, Bearded Bill, has got the ball in one hand. If either the opposition, so the defence, or the, or the attack, if they're getting frustrated with him, call out a word three times. It's a turnover, and it so happened to be panda, panda, panda yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Duncan was getting some feedback on that, wasn't he? He's was getting quite <laughs> agitated by it. Uh, 
the kids bought in massively to that I thought it was awesome which are the bits which are the bits did you enjoy which are the craft of coaching skills I mean the stuff the stuff you kind of introduced about the beat the game stuff I think is really cool it just adds a completely different element to the session and I think that was obviously I've come across it a bit now but I think for the staff to see that um, even some of the guys who I've had conversations with prior to you guys coming out um, I think they really saw it brought to life yesterday um, and challenging people cognitively when they're, when they're training a bit more uh, and the guys who were probably naysayers about it were uh, were massively buying in when they were seeing it happen in yeah. it was pretty cool there's a good one with uh, the so it's so the stuff <laughs> we're talking about is <clears throat> one team is trying to score a certain way to win the game the other team's got to work it out and, and you get two guesses and so yesterday one of the teams but they were being deceptive weren't they they were kicking more than often so the other team stopped and went we think it's kicking and so their first guess had gone and so just the way they, they became quite playful with it which yeah. I enjoyed which, which you put onto a pitch as a, as a fly half you're always trying to disguise what, you're trying to, what play you're trying, to, you're trying to put in and also for the opposition just second guessing what they're trying to do so it, those sort of skills are massive I yeah. don't think they're probably talked about enough um, how often did you train like that? Never. Same as me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've got to say, um, probably changed my thought process a little bit under Mike Rea. I know other people have, have banged on about him, yeah, but um, yeah. he was a pretty cool guy to play with. And he really changed what I was doing and just what, what it was expected of me on the pitch. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't do this, do that. It was why haven't you, you know, why haven't you explored this? Why haven't you explored that? And, you know, um, it's probably the first person to change like that as a, as a coach, um, which... I've massively embraced in my in my um, <coughs> in my own in my own coaching career. You know what, what I ask of players now. It's a completely different philosophy to probably what I was coached as a player. Lots of guys talk about that. Actually, yeah. Bedford young players. So yeah. no peers went and played there. And um, John Fisher spoke about it as being the place where he was probably paid his best rugby because yeah. he had freedom and he was definitely being challenged around. It. Yeah. Why is this not not possible? Well, we both left. You know, previous environments at the same time. We went up there and it was. Just a huge eye opener. We we're both talking about just couldn't believe the freedom we were being given, and you know, you're not allowed to kick until you get to the to the, to the you know the halfway line. And it was just like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> After doing four hours of exit plays at, at previous places, um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, nice, strong. What else? Any other strong John Fletcher moments you can remember? John Fletcher, can you remember any John Fletcher moments? Um, no, I'm curious to hear. <laughs> curious to hear what you think, really. Um, all residential moments, all one moments. I'm sure there's lots of moments. I, to be fair, I'd like to have been over there more. Um, but the the girl stuff from afar. Um, obviously, we had the girls girls <coughs> touch going on at the same time as the boys, and um, there was obviously two coaches with both. Um, but I'd like to have seen a bit more of the of, of the girl session because the bibs uh, I thought were outstanding, and I just the buy-in from the kids. The the, the, the kids were. Uh, the girls were absolutely, you know, just buying. So it was thirty-five degrees. We brought bibs all the way over <laughs> to uh, Singapore just to make sure everyone was really warm. I mean, to be, just to be to clarify, the uh, we had the headbands going on, yeah, uh, which obviously are pretty cool. We've we've embraced that over here. We, we're having a slight issue with the thirty-five degree heat, um, sweating. Yeah, uh, they get pretty minging after about five minutes. So we're we're looking at other ways and other places we can put the put the headbands. Um, the kids are kind of kind of ideas at the moment with that. Um, but the the bibs um, for the superpowers um, yeah, yeah. was very cool, and and the girls were super engaged. You know, we've 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 talked about it um, as a, as a as a coaching group, and can we get away from people standing still? And 
yeah, it was pretty obvious yesterday with the coaches that came came to watch that, that you know the kids were were loving it, took ownership and absolutely loving it. I mean, my observation of the girls was they were probably less constrained than the boys around what superpower could be. Mm-hmm. So there was one girl came up with that she identified that she wanted to get better at dodging people. So she was she afforded herself two freezes. So when she was running, she could point the ball at somebody, shout freeze. That gave her an opportunity to probably run a little bit more with the ball. Um, but generally, I thought the girls had had less less of a fixed mindset about what these superpowers could be, and they were really creative. We played two touch turnover. One of the girl asked, they spoke about one of the girls was struggling. She wasn't getting many touches on the ball, so she became three touch turnover. Yeah. So she got lots more touches. People passed to her more, all the stuff. And then it, my favourite bit actually is when the girls were doing impressions of the boys. Yeah. I dropped the ball it's your fault yeah. no it's not it's the referee's it's fault the referee's I dropped the ball fault. yeah, so, yeah uh, that was good feedback for, for the boys yeah I mean and, and, and that's the point of the superpowers really is to say you know um, however I do think the superpowers need to be used around trying to support the player in getting better <coughs> rather than it making the game easier I yeah. like the beat the mind, beat the game mindset around well let's just make this game really easy so I get that however um, I, th- I think we need to stay focused around let's support the individual on something that they want to get better at yeah. or they want to make even better that's what the purpose of the superpowers is the, the the challenge point is definitely a big one but for me in my role now it's more about how I can convince coaches that what what they're looking at as a game doesn't look what they like what they see on TV and that's a, that's a classic problem but it's still you know, even yesterday we had questions coming up about netball and stuff like that, and talking about moving the post, and it's just <laughs> they just they can't handle it. People can't handle the fact that you know, actually we're not looking, we're not breaking down, trying to get the whole game going, and we're looking at specific areas within a game. Um, yeah, I mean, my obsession is again. I think we're fixed. I think often coaches' starting point is well, the game needs to look like this, rather than saying, well, actually, the game. So why wouldn't you put a net in the middle of a netball pitch? Because it'll it'll allow you certain things that, and it'll develop your skill, uh, and it'll it'll exaggerate some problems. It'll do, it'll do all of that and more around trying to develop the uh, individuals within the team. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's my observation. How do you? What were your best bits on the presentation? So we spoke to parents, um, uh, teachers. I mean lots of the information last night was sort of nudged towards, nudged towards the parents. I mean, one shout out I thought was brilliant that you guys invited the kids along. So the kids, parents, teachers. There were some awkward moments. <laughs> um, however, <laughs> I thought that was I, I haven't done that before. It's mainly just been the grown ups. Yeah. Well, I, like you say, if we were try, trying to get the kids to uh, take control of it, and they've got to be hearing what what we're what we're preaching to the parents. Um, there were some parents who were really keen. What was great was some of the questions from the parents who were kind of asking you at the beginning of your presentation. What do you want to get from it? Uh, it started off how do we keep them focused how do we keep them on that winning mindset you know with some some competitive dads but at the, at the, at the root of it they're just passionate and they care about their kids um, and from my perspective that's pretty cool because we've got to have the parent buy-in first um, so yeah um, the environment stuff I think they're bought into massively I said that my observation from the back of the room was you know the, the parents are engaged because there was plenty of people taking photos of the slides you know sneaky sneaky iPhone shots of the slides because they're enjoying it and looking at the stuff they could uh, they could take home and embrace at home um, which, is, which is pretty cool what would be the what would there be a difference around parents this side of the world compared to your experience back home what would that <coughs> feel like because people talk about parents how do you engage with parents 
and 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 I do think it's it's something that clubs and schools need to give more consideration to. I think a classic problem all over the world is the is the time thing, isn't it? It always comes back to the time thing. How do you? Uh, the, the parents of, over here are just as busy, if not busier, and there's a travel aspect here. And I think with, with the context of where we are, people travel a lot. You know, short for, short haul flights and. So that we have a lot more borders, um, so it ends up being a lot more of a pastoral element from the from the HMs. You know, our, our housemasters take a lot of the ownership on the parenting as well as the as well as the actual actual parents. So for me, it's it's kind of it's kind of both. Um, you know, what what the parents are doing, but also what we're doing in a boarding environment for for the kids. Um, so if there was a couple of things for parents to consider, <coughs> in your opinion, and and as a parent as well, uh, of three. Pretty amazing kids. We've enjoyed hanging with, with your kids. Yeah, must take after their mum. So yeah, I mean, what would be the couple of things, sort of the? I mean, uh, the, either the watch outs or look, parents, this is some stuff for you guys to consider. The, the best thing I've probably picked up, the one plaudit I'll give you, you guys that have been absolutely outstanding for me as a parent was the, the simple question after the day, coolest thing that happened today. It just transforms. It's such an easy question. And it completely transforms the conversation. Um, so, as a parent, that's been the biggest one I've taken away, and and and, uh, and, and you know, embraced with my kids, and I do that on a daily basis now, um, and they absolutely love it. And then, Rusty talked about the choice one. I think the, the teachers enjoyed that one. Give them choice, but you know, limit their choices to what you want the choices to be. Um, <laughs> it's quite a clever one. Um, go to bed now. Or go to bed in ten minutes. Um, I think it's pretty cool, um, but stuff around that I think it's how people embrace you know, give them the ideas and then what I'm really keen to see now and I've had a couple of emails back from yesterday which is fantastic some of the staff already saying absolutely loved it I was you know, relating it to my environment now and how I can use it in the classroom and that's more what it's about I don't want them to literally copy what you guys are doing it's going right that's your context how can we then embrace that in, in what we're trying to do here at Marlborough College Malaysia and how are you going to make it sticky? So how are you going to make it sticky? Because we've just been chewing the fat there over... Yeah. What was it? We had fig yoghurt. Oh, fig yoghurt. You, you had the full shebang. The full, the <laughs> An full, egg. The full platter. Some toast. Egg on toast. All cooked by Leonard. Um, that's, that's the magic question. So I'm, I'm really keen to... And this is the whole thing on momentum. How do we now... You know, people have started to stack momentum. But from a, from a work point of view, how do we now get this momentum going? I'm really keen to... Um, jump on this straight away from next week um, we're going to have we're, we're on my way this weekend now with sport but on Monday in the, in the games lesson we're going to have whiteboards out there um, and we'll obviously get these, the challenge cards in the mix but we, I, I need to work out ways we're looking at WhatsApp groups and, and ways in which we can make it easier because end of the day it's, it's very easy to sit here you know when you're running the programme and saying this is what I want to see but it's then how does that transfer into these guys massively buying in so I'm, I'm very conscious I need to make it as, as easy uh, as possible for them and, and as low maintenance for them yeah. to get the buy-in um, so, the, so the whiteboards I think is quite a, quite a good one um, getting them out on the pitch and just sort of saying right let's just have one little baby steps what, what's the one thing today you'd like to achieve or give them a coach challenge card maybe put it on the whatsapp group and say right these are the three we're going to go for today pick your weapon let's go um, yeah. and try and get a bit of excitement about it and, and, and a bit of challenge and um, and hopefully we get some, you know, embracing it. Who, who do you think? Who, and give me a shout out. Who are your top four? Who are your top four? For, follow the energy. <coughs> who do you well, think we're so really excited about this. That was a really good for me. I, I massively appreciate that because I sort of said to you, you know, in every environment you've got the, the people who buy in and the people who probably are a little bit reluctant um, and and want to just, you know, uh, whinge and whine. Um, 
So for me, I'm going to try and pick on five or six individuals and sort of get them to embrace it, which they already will do, um, and then hope that spills out to everybody else and we kind of get that, that spill yeah, over. Yeah, get them to influence the others. I think that would be important. Um, You've got some rock star coaches. Then. We've got some really cool coaches, yeah. I'm not going to single out individuals. No, no, uh, I, I felt bad Rusty about that question. He did. He wanted I felt bad did. about that question. Um, but I know who you're thinking. But there's some... There's some <coughs> I'm very, very lucky. There's, yeah. You know, they're so passionate and, and that is so cool. It's, you know, there's, they're constantly kind of coming with problems like, I want more fixtures. This is what I want to do in this session. What do you think about this? And that is, for me, is just a dream. And I went for a run this morning at about seven just to beat John Fletcher on the steps. And one of the things I said actually is that already when you go outside, there's tennis coaching going on. They're doing stuff with the, they're doing the sweat thing or whatever yeah, they're so doing. We have girls, we have a girls sweat session. Um, Forty-five girls just smashing it out, doing free free weights and and, and and a hit sort of session in the morning to to banging out music. And it's pretty cool. It's all led by them. And then we had some first team netball, a morning session before there. They've got a big tournament in a couple of weeks, and uh, they've already embraced. Not even 24 hours after it, they were they were talk, doing some beat the beat the game concept stuff and looking at what what each team was trying to do within the game. Um, so we were already getting that buy-in straight away. But that's uh, so that's that's awesome. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just an observation, and it's a it's a generalism, but I'm I'm going to chuck it out there. And it and, and it is around schools. I do feel as though. Often teachers with their pastoral responsibilities sometimes prevent kids from organising a bit. I think the yeah. stuff you spoke about is, and you're absolutely right, teachers clearly time is really precious. Mm. However, more reason to give the young people yeah. even more responsibility. And then that, that allows the teachers or the coaches to coach rather than to organise and to, and to do all of the stuff. So I think that's a challenge for, for you. We spoke about it yesterday. That's my observation. Mm. How can you give them even more responsibility? Give them more responsibility so you can concentrate um, A, on the individuals and also on yourself as a coach? Yeah. Just to add on the, that uh, Juan's session yesterday with the girls, actually that was probably the major thing from the, the teachers afterwards. They said, oh, actually, we could actually coach. We wouldn't even have to do the amount of detail we put into a session plan because actually the kids could take a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about that coming out coming out from lessons. You know, you got from a teacher's perspective, they're uh, coming out from a lesson. They have a five minute turnaround where they've got to get changed, run down to the field, and then be the first one bringing the energy. And actually, can we change that and support them a little bit more and sort of say, right, kids, take the first ten minutes of the ownership of the session when we talked about scenarios can they bring something to the session to start off with can they come up with something they're going to start with and, and drive that initially and then changing the concept of what the, the coach thinks they've got to do I think some of our teachers still feel like when we say they've got to pass on some drills and some skills and some stuff and then we can go into game that's still you know I know it's been banging on for the last five or six, five or six years but that's still pretty prevalent in a lot of areas where they still feel like I've not done any teaching if I'm putting them into a game and then they all still go I've put them into a game and they stop as opposed to that's when it all starts that's when you know get them into a game and then you start can we start individually constraining people can we start looking at how we can support individuals um, can we challenge teams can we have the breakout stuff like that and that's that's for me is, is, is the constant challenge um, on changing what they think they need to do within a session to feel like I've justified delivering a lesson um, because I think there's a guilt there's a guilt element if I just say let's play a game I've, I've not done anything in the session as opposed to going kind of work on some individuals um, yeah, within that session and plan that when I talk to you about behaviours um, from a coaching perspective can, can you almost plan your behaviours in the session can you say I'm not going to do anything for the first 10 minutes 
um, and then start picking on some stuff that you are going to do or you talked about three only, only can talk five times or five questions you can only ask me as a coach you can only ask five questions to the coaches that's, that's all they can input as coaches and again it's maybe that you know, coaches have a mindset about them exploring their own <coughs> skills so that's what we want the players to do and <coughs> we probably want the perfect performance by ourselves rather than actually well this is about me getting better as well and within that some stuff's not going to go well and that's actually where the learning is as a coach just on that what would be your strengths as a coach what's the two or three things so if you had a if you had a top trumps card what would I be excited about um, I'm definitely getting excited about the session every time I'm definitely yeah. bringing some energy to that session you've got good energy you've got ridiculous <laughs> energy I'm uh, worn out just hanging with you <laughs> Um, that would be, and I think I can get quite related to the kids on, on, on getting their level. Probably not to the same extent Rusty does. I definitely don't start with a floss at the beginning of a session. No. Um, I, tried. I tried. You I tried badly, and you laughed in my face. Uh, which was it was a poor floss. <laughs> um, and then maybe I'm, I'm probably exploring. You know, I'm happy to make mistakes as well, um, but I'm trying to get better at, at the individual stuff. Can I challenge? Can we, can we get around more individuals and challenge them and, and set them individual markers and, and not just be some of the stuff you guys are doing putting stuff constraints in games I still think there's a massive void between understanding why you're putting those constraints in games and I don't know how you pass that information on to coaches <coughs> to, so we can give them beat the game stuff and we can give them stuff like that but then I still feel that there's, there's, a, there's an area where to be explored on why are we doing that what's that what part of the game is that influencing what what are we trying to develop there within that individual, within that team? And I think that that, that knowledge and understanding for some of my coaches is probably um, the next development for me, how, how we pass that on. If I've, and we, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation where I've got 25 coaches coaching rugby at some times and probably only 15, 20 of those have played the game. And we can facilitate setting up some game sort of stuff, but if, without that, some of that knowledge on actually what we're trying to do or... Um, that is probably a challenge for me. Yeah, I um, think having good practice design definitely helps. So having a good game, some, a good menu of games, but then also that will then allow you the opportunity, as the coaches did yesterday, just to probably step back a bit, observe, and not have expectations around what they think is going to happen, mm. but actually observe what happens in the moment and then support people well with that. What do you think coaching the future is going to look like? So when we're back, hopefully you're going to invite us back say yeah, yeah. five or six years time what, 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 what stuff do you think we'll be talking about what, what stuff do you think is going to be the important stuff in coaching moving forward Rusty can jump in as well as you think we've got the I mean, one future coaching <laughs> conference <Yes. laughs> organiser I mean can't believe you didn't ask him the question Wine he sat so far away he sat so far away it's hard for him to <laughs> anybody what sort of stuff I mean what stuff do people think the future coach is going, going, is going, going to need what's going to be the strengths what's going to be on the desirable sorry the essential I think we're getting there with a lot of stuff it's becoming more into sports it's it's not just this sport or that sport it's also been connected a bit more around education stuff as well and, and learning um, lots of the things people are currently exploring so you know co-coaching um, individualising that's some of my thoughts. Why? What do you think? Brain scanners on the side of the pitch. I, I don't. I don't want to see it. There's a, there's there's still a place for this coach. I mean, we're talking about player ownership and giving that sort of stuff on. Um, there's still a place for a coach. You know, I don't want to sit sit there and go. Well, my dream in five years is that 
um, the teachers are still in the classroom because the players are so good they've self-organised and set up their own stuff and, and driven that um, there's, a, there's a happy medium and, and, and working out what that role is going to be of that coach and how they and how they are going to support that group who've now developed into fantastic self-organisers and, 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 and uh, you know and, and driving the culture from, from, from the group I mean I, we're quite lucky here with our girls that, that they drive culture I have loads of sessions where I'll come out and it's just a player-led session there's no coach there at all they've said we need an extra session for the weekend and they organise it themselves so, so. So, so why is that? Because we've mentioned girls quite, quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, so your, your experiences, <coughs> my experiences of some of the girl activity in England is that they're a little bit more reserved around it. Yeah, they're a little bit more. The girls out here are just just incredible. Just the the, the mindset and the attitude on, on how they embrace sport and have no inhibitions and the, the, the worries on. Um, yeah, obviously, there's if everyone's got there's, there's always stuff in you know all parts of the world, but in general, the kids. Um, absolutely em- hugely embrace all sports we play here um, really competitive get fully stuck in and, and just there's no concerns about what they're wearing they rock up 7 o'clock in the morning to the gym um, and just and just get involved um, don't care about what they're wearing there's no like need to get my makeup on first or there's boys in the gym yeah. I can't be seen to be in there without my hair down and stuff like that just crack on let's just get involved and let's get better and that, that is so refreshing um Here's one. Come on, one. How many Argentinians does it take to change a light bulb? Just one. Just one. one. (laughs) That's a new one. (laughs) Just just wondering, uh, I get this question all the time, and I I thought I need to ask you guys this. Has has it gone, this is why I get asked all the time, has it gone all the way down to one end of the spectrum as a coach? And I get that question all the time. So if one end would be traditional, stand behind this cone, do as you're told. The other end is well. You get the ownership. Tell us what you're thinking, kind of thing. Jamie, what are you thinking, mate? I'm a huge believer in this. Um, I, I just don't see, you know, as I've kind of kind of a little bit more reading about it, there just isn't a place for, you know, uh, it's got to represent. It's got to be representative of, of what the game game is. Um, so I'm a big believer in that. I think the, the big, you know, the, the learning for us in the next five years is going to be how do we um, direct that game to what we're trying to achieve what the outcome we're trying to achieve that's probably the big thing the big you know as, as a group for us is we, we need to be in a game context um, how do we influence what we're trying to achieve within that within that session uh, within a game context because the um, yes there's an element of breakout skill stuff but I you know the challenge for me is can we keep most of it within a game and, and completely individualize those constraints so people are getting opportunities to work on those those skills within a game Fletcher's thinking craft coaching and you're just thinking actually that could be a game and as we did yesterday if someone can get pulled out they might do a few reps we might stop we might do a replay we might actually slow it down for the replay we might actually take away a defender to make it slightly easier so it's an appropriate challenge point for that person at that moment yeah, I agree. I would be thinking end in mind. It's a hockey term, but I think it's a real good way to think about it. Actually, what's what's the desired outcome stuff? So, actually, where do we want to end up? One, what's the what's the purpose of this training session type stuff? And then I agree with you, Rusty. I think we all just need to work on our craft. There, there is clearly some time where there will be some tell, especially around some safety. If there's some time constraints, possibly. Um, everything's based upon the context. I know it's a it's an easy it's a bit of an easy get out. However, it it is all contextual. If you've got a game on Sunday and you're bottom of the league in the Premiership, it's probably going to f- impact a little bit in terms of how 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 are you going to coach. 
Um, however, it it is just about the your craft, Rusty. I completely agree with you. How skillful you are as a coach. There's a time and a place for all all aspects of coaching. If coaching is about facilitating learning, if it's about trying to make all the individuals in the team better, then I think there's a place for everything. Um, I don't think we should be fighting each other necessarily. You know, games against block training or tell against empowerment, autonomy type stuff. I think really, my observation is of the really good environments and the good coaches is they're able to do it all. They just often do it at the right time. Um, Unfortunately, I think those numbers are quite small. My observation of coaches who kind of get it right lots of the time. Juan's coming back in. Are you speaking, Juan? Yeah, we got we got three minutes until we jump in the next taxi. How? What would be your your top two tips for that coach that is making that transition at the moment and he doesn't want to go back to block training and cones and shouting at people for them to get started? Jamie, just what's your advice? Just, uh, one for we we use here is just right, kids. What game do you want to start with? Just and that just automatically just opens up the session straight away and just takes it away from you having to panic and I haven't got a drill set up you know because I see coaches still coming down now running out you know kids standing waiting for them to put out their cones so they can start the session instead of just saying to kids right let's go what do you want to start with haven't got any cones out yet what do you want to start with how can we start a game and then we can start to you can then if you want to set something up specifically and have that that breakout or the block practice or whatever if that's something a big part of your session you're talking about then fine um I do believe I want to get away from that a little bit as a group um, but yeah can we just get a game going straight away some um, of the kids spoke about that last night didn't they that actually it's their time to, to be free and yeah. be kids and actually just chill out and be with their mates and you know all the stresses oh, of um, academia yeah and we have that here I mean I'm, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be in all, all schools but at the higher end of school there's a lot of pressure you know the IB yeah. stuff is full on and I'm going to put some pressure on you on. one word answers one word one word one word if you say more than one word we're going to electrocute we're going to fight we're going to fight family love rugby bittersweet Malaysia travel England rugby carnage (laughs) magic academy exciting school buzzing fly half decision making Kids at school. Loving it. Professional sport. Intriguing. Coaching. Facilitating. Leadership. Bus. The future. Unknown. (laughs) Doncaster. Donny! Don, Donny, uh, Donny, Donny, <laughs> Griff, crazy, uh, London Irish, memories, Fletch, cuddly, Juan, <laughs> nice. light bulb, rusty. Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome! Thanks for having us. Been been epic. Been a great uh, great time over here. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll, do, we'll do another one in a few months for sure. And see uh, talk about how uh, how things have progressed with you. No, much appreciated, guys. I really really appreciate coming out. It's been fantastic. The kids have loved it, and the uh, staff too. So massive. Ma- many thanks. Over and out. Over and out. Thank you.